Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Midnight Inc. Podcast, where we keep it humble, open, and transparent. Welcome tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about how we are new creations in Christ. And so I'm going to go on ahead and start in um, Ephesians 2. So I'm just uh, just going to go on ahead and read the whole thing, because that's basically the entirety of what we're going to be talking about. So um, I'll be reading in the uh, NIV version. Um, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who was so rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift. It, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God, which prevare, prepared in advance for us to do. So let me just go ahead and like, kind of elaborate on this whole verse, <coughs> little by little. So, I don't know if the listener on here is saved or not, but um, if you are, I know that the listener on on here has experienced where they were once dead in their transgressions and sins. Like, we've, we've all been there. We're all sinners. Like, no one is exempt from this, pretty much. So, <laughs> we, we all fall short. So, that gets rid of, like, the judgment to others. Like, we can't sit here and judge one another because we all literally fall short. So, there's that. And it's kind of talking about how um, the devil um, is the worker in people's hearts that are disobedient. So, Just like myself, I used to live for the devil, whether I knew it or not, whether I was aware of it or not. And I don't know if anyone is listening on here that maybe is friends with me on Facebook, but I just posted a a recent video of me getting baptized and I shared a little bit of my testimony that like 
the baptism was different for me this time around because I actually like gained the revelation of what it's like to just die of the old man and be raised up as the new man in Christ. Like it was actually real to me. Like I'm not saying that the baptisms I've had before or when I got saved, like it wasn't real. But I think God had to do a work on my heart to help me to like actually gain the revelation of like, whoa, like he actually did this. Like the old Kristen, she's she's out of here. She's gone. She's she's out of here. And I am the new Kristen in Christ. Like Jesus lives within me. His Holy Spirit lives within me. And this is nothing that I can do of my own works because like see that's what people sometimes get mixed up in like like the the verse that says like um for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith this is not from yourselves it is a gift of god not by works so that no one can boast so basically what it's saying is like there's nothing that you can do to make yourself right with god there is absolutely nothing like, like there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that are basically being religious about this. Like it's not supposed to be a religion. It's supposed to be a relationship with Jesus. A lot of people are caught up in the tradition of like religion, like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this right. And I got to do this right. No. You cannot save yourself from sin. You cannot. You can try and try. Like, I, I did that. Like, I'm a perfect example of, like, me trying to save myself. Like, I wanted to be in control. I wanted to be, um, you know... Okay, you know, let me let me not do that. Let me let me let me be a a, a, a good girl or something. Like <clears throat> and the more and more I tried to do that, the more and more I kept falling back into my sin even harder. And it wasn't until that I accepted the fact that I really like no. I just need to let God I, I can't do this. I gotta let God do this. And that's when I discovered freedom. Um, like I, I don't know how, how to describe it, but like I I actually like feel new. And it's it's not even like me, it's Jesus. Like people have it so mixed up that you have to get all perfect and put together and then come to God. That's not, that's not it. It's the other way around. You come to God right now in your brokenness, in your addiction, in your drug use, in your sexual immorality, or whatever it is. You come to him as you are. And the more and more you spend time with Jesus in your own private time during the week, the more and more you are going to mirror Jesus. Because it's very true. Who you hang out with is who you're going to become. If you're hanging out with people that like, 
um, drink or, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of getting over a cough, but I am healed and whole in Jesus name. That's what I keep saying. But, um, like if you hang out with people that are like in the world, you know, like drinking and doing drugs and, you know, stealing or like doing what whatever, you're, I'm pretty sure you're going to become that. But when you commune and you spend time with the Father, the more and more you're going to mirror Him and everything else will just fall off and everything else will just come to place. Because it's supposed to be a heart change. It's not supposed to be an outward change. That is what religion wants to tell you. That's what religion wants to lie to you about. Oh, it's supposed to be this outward performance and outward doing. Like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to look perfect. It's not a performance. It is a heart work. God's got to literally come in your heart and work out those things, those desires, those fleshly desires, those sinful desires. He's got to work in your heart. It is from the inside out. Once God does that work from the inside, you will see on the outside like, whoa, that person looks different. I wonder what they're doing. They're acting different. They're not acting like the world. They're actually being loving to this person that was being hateful to them. Right there. That's heart work. That's literally Jesus doing that work. (coughs) Because there's a verse that says, Without God, I can do nothing. But with God, I can do everything because it's His Spirit that strengthens me and allows me to do it. So let me go on ahead and... uh, Let's see, what was another one I wanted to elaborate on? Yeah, so... A lot of people... A lot of Christians are walking around being defeated and acting and walking around like dead men. Like they're the the old man. That's not how God wants you to walk. He wants you to walk in freedom. He wants you to walk in victory. He wants you to walk as the new man in Christ with your head held high in confidence See, the devil out here wants to get you down. He wants to feed you lies and say, Oh, no, the blood of Jesus wasn't enough to save you. You're just going to keep doing doing what you were doing. You're going to continue in that cycle. But no, tell that devil to shut up. Because the power of the blood of Jesus is powerful. There is nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot fix. And I am a living, breathing testimony of that. <coughs> like, like if you, um, if you know me from off of Facebook here and you've seen my post of um, me getting baptized, like that was real for me. Like that was actually real. That was a real experience. It wasn't just, oh, Let me check off this baptism. Oh, 
you know, like, yeah, this is this is a baptism. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's from dying in Christ and raising up as, as a new creation. Like, it, it wasn't a minuscule thing for me. It was actually legit real. Like, I gained revelation of how I was the old Christian, and now I am the new Christian in Christ. Well, not me, but Christ. But you get what I'm saying. Like, that girl is dead and gone. Sin does not have a hold on me anymore. I have been sober from alcohol for over a month now. I've been sober from nicotine for over two weeks. I haven't, like, Jesus has literally freed me from depression and anxiety and addiction. <coughs> I haven't had to take my anxiety medication for almost a month now. Like, I don't even, re I don't even recognize myself. Like, it's, it's crazy. Hold on, I'm gonna take a drink of water real quick. <coughs> I'm doing a lot of talking and my voice is like not happy with me. But you know what? I'm going to speak anyway. Um, let's see here. I'm going to see if there's... I'm going to continue down in Ephesians here. Sorry. Okay. So, basically, we are one with Christ. So, okay, so, <coughs> let me read in um, Ephesians chapter 2. And um, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So we look back at the fall of man, Adam and Eve. They ate the apple. That is what caused sin to enter. So that's when we were supposedly, you know, we were separated from God. But God had a plan. He had a plan because he didn't want to be separated from his creation. He didn't want that separation. So, that is why, for the, you know, verse 13, it says, But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, that's talking about, like, and when it's referring to you were once far away, like Adam and Eve were once far away, like that's us. We were far away from Christ because of our sin. But when we accept Jesus into our heart, that means 
um, that we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now, the blood of Christ is the only thing that can bring you near to Christ. There is only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus. Because you're going to have a bunch of people that want to try to tell you in this world that there are many ways to heaven. I'm sorry, but there is not. I love you enough to tell you there is only one way to heaven, and that is through Jesus. Any other way that you try to go, if you try to do it yourself, if you try to go through other religions, I'm sorry, but it's going to lead straight to hell. I'm saying this with love because I do not want to see you go to hell when Jesus paid so much of a high price for you, for you to just go to hell. This is a free gift that Jesus gave to everyone. He literally died for everyone, knowing exactly that you may reject him, you may still sin, knowing very well that either you might take the free gift or you may not. That is how much Jesus loves you. And I just wanted to... (coughs) Jeez, I'm sorry. I didn't think I would cough this much. I'm sorry. So, I just wanted to inform you that, like, like, he is the only way to heaven. You have to be made right. You have to be made right with God only through the blood of Jesus. That's the only way to be made right to God and to go to heaven. So let me continue reading. So I'm going to start in verse 14. We're still in chapter 2 of Ephesians. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. So let me elaborate. This is um, kind of another way to say this verse. But when Jesus died on the cross, he literally tore that veil that was in between God and people so that we can commune with God. You know, um, you know, no offense to the Catholic faith, but we do not need a priest to confess our sins to God. We don't need a middleman to talk to God. We can talk to God in our own time, in our own space, at any time, whether it's morning or night, in the middle of the night, it can be if you're deep in sin, you can talk to God. Or if you're, you know, doing great, or if you're having a hard time, you can talk to God. He is right there. Um... Okay, now let's do jump down to 16. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. 
uh, coincidentally, yeah, I think that's how you say it. You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. So, (coughs) this is one lie that the devil likes to tell Christians. The devil likes to make you feel like, oh no, you're far from Christ. You know, he doesn't want to talk to you. But it literally says in that verse that we once were strangers, but now we have become close and near and one with Christ when you've accepted Jesus into your heart. You are close with Jesus. So when you come to him and worship him, and you come boldly to that to the throne room. You come boldly. When you sit there and worship Jesus, change your perspective and your heart posture of let me pray to Jesus to get closer or this and that or to pray down my blessings or pray down all that. When you literally already have it. You already are a citizen of heaven. You are a heir. I think I'm saying it right. Heir. Heir of Christ. You don't need to like pray down anything or beg God. Like it's yours. You are a daughter of God. You are a son of God. And when you worship the Lord, don't be afraid. Don't, don't. Don't be, what's the word? Um, Don't be timid. Be confident. Because like earlier when I was worshiping God, I had a lie. I had a lie from the devil try to come into my mind that I got to like keep praying for God to like come down and visit me and, and talk with me. Like, no, he's literally, he's literally in me. Because when you get born again, you gain the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into your spirit. (coughs) So, I had to change my perspective. Like, no, no, that is a lie from the devil. He is right here with me. I am one with Christ. He's right here. I'm his daughter. I don't gotta, I don't gotta, like, beg for nothing I'm his I'm his daughter, so I've got I've got my healing. I've got my acceptance from him. I am a new creation in him. I'm right with him. And I need to be confident in that. There's there's a bunch of Christians and believers just walking around so like downcast and defeated. No, that is not how we are supposed to live. We are not supposed to live downcast and defeated. We are supposed to live (coughs) in victory and in confidence of what Christ did for us because he literally brought us from death. He literally brought us from darkness to life. He brought us, well, he brought us from death to life. He brought us from darkness to life. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Oh my goodness. Forgive me. 
God literally brought us from death to life. He literally brought us from darkness to light. We are alive in Christ and our destination is heaven. But while we are here on this earth, we have a plan. God has a plan for you to fulfill. And we don't got to sit here and wait and, and be suffering here on earth. We can live heaven on earth. We can be joyful. We can be at peace here on earth. While all the world is in chaos and in ruin, we can have hope and peace in our spirit while everything is being chaos, chaotic. That's the great thing about Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. So let me... Um, okay. So here's this verse to confirm that. So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 22... And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. He dwells within your spirit. So I thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yep, we are, we are one with Jesus. We don't gotta we don't gotta beg God. I just want you to have confidence that you are a new creation in Christ and that old things are dead and gone and new things have come. I want you to be confident in that. And um I really want you to have you know, freedom. Like, this walk with Christ isn't supposed to be boring and dull. You're not supposed to be in bondage. If you're in bondage and you're walking around in defeat and depressed, there's something wrong. Because for so long I lived that way. I'm not even kidding you. It wasn't until this starting of the year I can say with 110% confidence, I am not the same woman. I am actually free in Christ. No addiction on me. No depression, no anxiety, no fear. Like I don't even recognize myself. All I see is just Jesus. When I, when I look in the mirror, I, I see Jesus in me. Like, this is nothing I can do of my own. This is why it is very important to spend that time, that intimate time with God in, in your prayer closet or in your alone time. Like, it's not supposed to just be, oh yeah, let me praise Jesus on Sunday and then live in the world and sin every other day. It's not supposed to be like that. Because if it is, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but you are being lukewarm and you're not being real and authentic. I'm saying this in love. If you really are serious about Jesus, buckle up and spend time with Jesus in prayer and fasting. If you really want God to start breaking stuff off of you so that you can 
um, walk in the call of that God has for you, so that you can, um, you know, actually live in freedom and enjoy and in peace. God wants, like, God wants to give you so much more, but you just have to be willing and to take that time. And it's not going to be easy. Trust me. Anything of what started this new year, it wasn't easy, but. I, I did it with God because, like, I just had to buckle up and suck it up. Like, my flesh was angry. Like, I literally was, like, fighting demons off me. Well, not not literally, but, like, <laughs> like there was demonic things that were coming off of me. Like, that addiction and the depression and the anxiety and fear. Um, like, it, it takes time. It's going to be rough. But I promise you, if you stick with God, you will see the fruit of it. Like, it's so worth it. Like, I am a living, breathing testimony of the goodness of God. Like, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. He's he's not a respecter of persons. So, I just wanted to encourage you with that tonight. Like, that's just what I felt led with uh, talking about tonight. Um, Um... And, like, God just wants you to be free, you know? He really loves you. And for so long, like, I was first saved when um, I was, like, 13. And for so long, like, yes, I had my relationship with Jesus. You know, of course, if I died, I would go to heaven. But I was living, like, it felt like hell on earth for me. And... I knew deep down in my core, in my spirit, that there was so much more. There was so much more. And now I get it. This was it. This was the so much more. The freedom. I am actually walking out in freedom. Like, it is so beautiful. I tell you what, guys, God is so good. God is so amazing. A lot of the times why people think that God isn't hearing them or God isn't listening or God isn't with them is because they have their Bibles closed and they are not spending time with God daily. One-on-one. It's so important to be in the Word and to be in His presence and pray. It's so important. I say this in love. If you don't feel like God's moving in your life, when's the last time you read a verse? When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you worshipped? When's the last time you went to church? It's very important to be surrounded by believers too. You know, when you you are going through this journey, you got to have people that are willing to build you up and not tear you down. You got to have people that are faith-filled people. You got to have people that are actually living this out, that are actually real and legit, not just some churchgoer that, oh, let me go to church and play church games and go home and get drunk. Like, hey, I'm not judging you. I've been there. I was that person. So I get it. But you got to have people surrounding you that are literally intercessing for you. They're warring for you. They are praying for you. They are encouraging you. They're actually living it out. 
though those are the people you need to be around right now i don't really know who this is for in general but i just i felt really strongly to um tell you that check who you're hanging out with check who you're spending time with pray about it pray god remove the people in my life that are not um benefiting me spiritually and trust me they will start dropping like flies i'm not kidding you it's gonna suck it's gonna be a little lonely but i promise you god will give you new friends god will give you people that are actually going to be by your side not just in a physical or an emotional sense but actually in a spiritual sense because in a spiritual sense that's where it counts the most get friends that care about your eternity Okay. I think that's all I uh need to say tonight. But um like I'll just go on ahead and end in prayer. Like um I've been starting to try to end in prayer lately for some reason and But let me just go on ahead and pray for the listener on the other side and Lord Heavenly Father, I just lift up this person that's listening on the other side. And Lord, I pray that you'd meet them right where they're at right now, in their brokenness, in their addiction, or whatever they're struggling with. Meet them right now and tell them, I love you. I'm with you. Let's get you out of this mess. Let's do this together. And Lord, I pray that you would reveal your loving heart to them your fatherly heart to them. You're not a God that just abandons us. You're not a God that leaves us behind. You're a God who loves us. You're a God that wants us free. You're a God who wants us to walk in the fullness of Christ. And Lord, I pray that you would meet with them, that you would give them that desire to read your word and to spend time with 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 you. And Lord, give them give them your desires. Help them to turn from sin, Lord, because it is a change that happens from the inside out. Lord, I I ask that you send across people in their path to encourage them. And Lord, I just pray Psalm 91 over them in their house and where wherever they go in their car that you would um have a hedge of protection over them an angel guarding them in Jesus name. And whatever they need, whether it's financial or healing, Lord, I pray that you meet it right now in Jesus name. And if they need healing right if they need healing in their body right now, they would feel the presence of god on them right now and they would feel that pain go away in jesus name yes thank you lord that that pain is going away in jesus name and i pray this all in your heavenly name amen all right let me go on ahead and, and and do one more prayer if i have any listeners on here that don't know jesus or if they have known Jesus and they've fallen away and want to come back 
I want to also pray this prayer for you too. So let me pull up a salvation prayer because I don't want to Accidentally, like, say anything weird. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want you guys to repeat this after me. Um, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for my sins. And I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I repent of my sins and I put you in first place. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go, fam. Welcome to... The fam of Christ, a angels up in heaven rejoicing now. Woo! All right. Well, this has been Midnight Inc. Podcast, where we keep it humble, open, and transparent. And I just hope you guys have a blessed night. And I just want you to know that I love you and Jesus loves you. You have a blessed week. Love you.